Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine app. Today we're very kindly joined by Chris Tanner, who is the co-lead advisor of JLEN. Thank you very much for joining us today, Chris. Very nice to be here. Fantastic. So we're also joined by Jamie Gordon, one of the journalists here at the UK Investor Magazine. And we've come to see JLN today to very much get an insight into their operations, um, what they're doing within the renewable space. That is a very exciting sector at this point in time. So Chris, just a very brief overview of what JLN do. Yeah, so JLN Environmental Assets Group uh, is a listed um, environmental infrastructure fund. So it invests in a diversified portfolio of operational um, environmental infrastructure assets um, that includes uh, sort of you know mainstream renewable energy assets such as onshore wind and solar. Uh, we have some anaerobic digestion assets, which are very interesting. Uh, producer green gas for the uh, for GB's uh, gas network, uh, and then we have some assets that don't generate electricity at all, um, uh, such as waste management assets and wastewater assets. Okay, so you've got a full spectrum there, which may be sort of falling into the circular economy side of things. That's very much um, a theme at this point in time. I mean, where do you see as a company for yourself the sort of biggest areas of growth going forward? Yeah, so uh, obviously um, uh, across um, the UK and indeed across Europe, um, the decarbonisation agenda is very strong. Um, we continue to see opportunities in um, bioenergy sectors in particular, so that's of interest to us. Uh, these are things like the anaerobic digestion assets that we have, potentially biomass assets, combined heat and power assets, energy from waste assets and other forms of, uh, of waste management uh, infrastructure. Um, there is of course still a, um, uh, a large opportunity to invest in wind and solar assets but generally that's on an unsubsidized basis. Uh, and one of the things that we are trying to do with the fund and, it, and its diversified nature um, is uh, try and keep a strong level of subsidized revenues because obviously you don't run a merchant power risk uh, and they also have good inflation linkage characteristics which we think investors are, are interested in. Okay, so I mean in terms of um, generation of, of revenue for yourselves that you distribute to investors. Where's the biggest area? They obviously mentioned that you know the biggest growth areas are outside of solar and wind, but do they still make up a significant part of the portfolio in terms of contribution to revenues? Yeah, so the current makeup of the portfolio uh, is about 37% uh, onshore wind, uh, about 20 or so percent solar. Uh, so you're getting up to around kind of 55-60% of the book is in onshore wind and solar. Um, these are assets that do have subsidies connected mm. to them, so very desirable in, in mm. the current market. Um, as we look forward, um, I think we expect some of the other areas of the portfolio to continue to grow, such as the, the anaerobic digestion uh, and the bioenergy side of things. Okay. 
So you've got a very strong dividend yield, um, but you know, for investors that are looking for possibly capital appreciation going forward, mm. I mean, the, the, the share price of JLEN has been moving around sort of 90p up to sort of £1.25. What would be a catalyst, do you think, which could see the market take it above that that sort of level there? Uh, so the market is quite sensitive at the moment to power prices. Uh, so power prices in the past uh, have been higher than they are now. Um, all sorts of things go into um, uh, expectations of future power prices uh, to do with deployment of new renewables, uh, how governments around the world treat the pricing of carbon, uh, things like um, natural gas uh, and whether there's you know, supply and demand on a global basis. Um, so power prices is one catalyst for um, prices moving up. Um, the other um, is uh, really to do with things that, that we can achieve with the assets that we have. Um, so trying to get more out of what we have. Um, a good example of that is um, for one of our anaerobic digestion plants, we've just completed uh, a major expansion of that plant. Uh, so it is now producing more than double the amount of gas uh, that it was doing when we made the original investment case for it. So that's obviously very uh, value accretive to the, the net asset values of the fund. Uh, and we continue to look for, for enhancement opportunities like that across the book. Okay, fantastic. So. I mean, ESG has been a big theme this year and increasingly impact investing. How do you measure and report what are the key metrics that you measure and report to investors in terms of the positive impact that you're making mm. through your operations? Uh, yeah, so um, as a diversified environmental infrastructure fund, um, JLEN has always had actually quite a wide range of, of uh, positive uh, impacts upon the environment. Um, I would say in the past perhaps we just haven't been as good as we could have been in, in bringing them to people's attention. Mm -hmm. um, that changed uh, in 2019. Uh, so uh, for the annual report we produced a standalone ESG report. Um, that's been very well received by investors. It covers of course not only the environmental side but the, the social benefits we bring such as apprenticeships uh, and the governance um, that we try and promote across our um, uh, portfolio of assets. Um, returning to the environmental side of things, the, the sustainability side of things for a second, um, we um, uh, get a third party consultant to provide a, a, a carbon analysis of every one of our assets in the book. So they are all available on the website uh, and uh, an interested investor can read those reports. Um, it uh, sort of provides easy to understand metrics. Um, so one of our wind farms, you know, is the equivalent of taking so many cars off the road or heating so many houses with yeah. renewable energy. Um, and then we pull it all together in the ESG report. Uh, so you get the overall picture of, of what we do, not just in terms of low carbon electricity, but in terms of things like waste tons diverted from landfill, uh, waste water liters treated, uh, and also things like um, chemical fertilizer displaced by the, um, the digestate that's produced by our IDs. So lots of metrics and, and all in uh, easy to read reports. Okay, fantastic. Um, Jamie, you have been looking into this area in some detail. Was there um, something that you were looking at in terms of 
um, JLN and the sort of connection with the wider market and sort of climate change? Yeah, I was I was wondering because um, it's always worth mentioning in this current period in time the effects of coronavirus and especially on oil prices. Now, mm. last time we spoke, we talked about we talked about the future of renewable energy and oil prices, and I was wondering um, what effect has oil price turbulence had on JLN? Um, so the, the read across is, is, um, sort of quite complex. Um, I can't say to you categorically because of X on the share, on the oil price, it's had this effect on, uh, on JLEN. Um, we do have a, a degree of exposure to wholesale electricity prices. Um, they are affected by sort of the, the global commodities markets, uh, for things like oil. Actually, we're more sensitive to natural gas, um, so it is natural gas that, that tends to have a more direct impact on, um, uh, on, on wholesale electricity prices. Um, as far as the coronavirus is concerned, um, that is a, a hard one to answer. I mean, uh, at its simplest, um, things like our wind farms and our solar parks um, continue to sort of sit in their fields, generating. Uh, low carbon electricity um, uh, and being paid uh, according to the subsidy regime. Yeah. So in that sense, they're not as susceptible as some other assets that we may find. Yeah. But obviously, there are bound to be um, secondary effects to do with yeah, whether people can do the work that they're used to doing and whether parts get manufactured. Exactly. Yeah. I would say not as susceptible to other parts of the. Of course. So. You're predominantly focused on the UK at this point yes, in time. Are there any plans to take or make investment outside of the UK in the next two or three to five years? Yes, the fund's uh, investment policy covers OECD okay. countries. Um, now, in practice, um, we expect that to, to cover continental Europe. Um, that is where... Um, Foresight, the investment advisor, has a, a footprint already, uh, so boots on the ground and also an origination effort. Um, so we already see a, a range of European deals that may be suitable for JLM. Yeah, we hope some of those to come through. So do you, to a bit of background for investors listening to this, so do you go and establish operations and plants, or is it something you look and you go out and look for acquisitions of already up and running um, plants and facilities, or is it a mixture mm. of the both? In terms of Foresight, um, mm. the investment advisor, so, so Foresight is a, uh, a leading um, uh, investment manager in the renewable energy mm. space. Um, so it has a, a range of different interests uh, across the continent. Um, so, so those offices are already there mm. um, with colleagues of mine already providing uh, uh, services uh, for investors. From JLEN's perspective, um, it is able to benefit from that network. Okay. Uh, so, you know, my colleagues in Italy and Spain, etc., um, uh, you know, will already be on the lookout for uh, assets of potential interest to JLEN. Okay, fantastic. So, because I think that's pretty much everything that we were looking at covering today. So, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you okay. much for your my time. Pleasure. And there are going to be some interesting updates. I'm sure we will be back again soon to speak with Jay Elia. Very happy to, to join. Thank you very much.